In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDESGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDESGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andesgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andesgirls. Sign up today. I can sweep anything under the rug, as long as it's one made by Jill Zarin. I have everything except morals. <laughs> oh my God. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 77, and I feel like I'm about to like lose my mind because I'm joined today, every day, hopefully every day for the rest of my life, by the one and only Brian Moylan. Hi. Hi, Andy's girls. (laughs) The president and founder of the Real Housewives Institute, which y'all fucking know because it's literally like the Smithsonian (laughs) of Real Housewife writing and just writing in general on um, Vulture New York Mag um, and elsewhere. Elsewhere. You've done like top lists 
lists. What was it like the top list of house husbands? I want to say I did a house husbands list. I did a like ranking of the all the housewives. Right, a hundred million. Like you did the top. What what number were we on at the? It was like a hundred and one or something. Yeah, but Peggy that was, was Peggy 100. was a hundred, and so now. There's like, there must be a few more in there. Yeah, it's got to be at like 105, 110 maybe. Yeah. Dallas. Well, no, Dallas was in there. New Dallas. Was Deandra? Deandra was not Cameron. in there. Cameron was not in there. Um, yeah. I mean, none of them are going to rank as high as Leanne Locken, try <laughs> as they might, but. I went on, I just bit the mic at you guys. I'm, I'm very much a lady. I went on Ryan Houlihan's show on Twitch. Yeah. And he did a um, fantasy football style ranking of the Housewives. And I thought I was going to have an, an anxiety attack because I didn't know that we were like playing that game and choosing between like totally different franchises. Yes. Choosing between them was intense and it ended up being. Leanne Locken v. Bethany, and I said Leanne Locken came out on top. I don't know that Leanne Locken has the history of some of our other True. like housewife stalwarts, but she is like a Hall of Fame player. Like she's an all time great. And I have to say, just to caution that the game was like not who's the best of all time, but like who could fucking take you down in a fight. And oh, I said Leanne Locken. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Beth, I don't know her. Her, I think Bethany is a little bit smarter, which makes her a little bit more dangerous. Right, like but Bethany like, can use her words. Yes, her but words like cut. Leanne is like a caged animal, and so yeah, I think it's she's, that's a that would be a such a good fight. She's oh got my those God. hands, you guys. She's got those. hands. I've got hands. My favorite thing about Leanne Locken is that Leanne Locken's worst moments, like moral character wise, have all happened when she doesn't know that the cameras are on her, which is what when she's like purposely trying to hide from a recording device. Hands happen trying to kill Marie by like throwing a vase at her face or whatever. Yeah. Like those are pristine prestige moments for a top tier Real Housewife. And it's like, look at the things we do see. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what else is she hiding from us? Because because what I love about Leanne is like, someone will be like, you called me a tramp. And she's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> like, you know, no, like, oh, I didn't mean it. Or I'm sorry I hurt your feelings or whatever. She's like, yeah, she just owns I did. it. She yeah. owns it. And and in like, oh, not in like a fake way where Ramona's like, I own it. So it doesn't matter. Like, she's just like, yeah, I fucking did that. So speaking of Ramona, I need to get your thoughts on New York. Obviously, I've read every single one of your recaps <laughs> of all time, but I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on this season, which was, I thought, an exceptional, I exceptional think season. This season of Real Housewives of New York might be the best season of a Real Housewives show ever. More than New York season three, Jill v. Bethany, which I thought was a real top tier, like, save for your grandchildren is that Scary Island season four, though, right? No, Scary Island's three. Four was Morocco, Yahabibi. Oh, three is really good. But I mean, this one, it's like you get Carol v. Bethany. You get Bobby Zarin's death. You get yes. Luann getting arrested. You got the fucking poop smear. Several, not just one. I know. Several. The boot ride, boat ride from hell. Right, they almost like, died. Yeah, I mean, Carol's marathon, which no matter <laughs> what you think about Carol, like... <laughs> Honestly brought a tear to my eye, the Carol Marathon. Yeah, I was like, good for Carol. So, I mean, I think that you have 
the nutcracker, Ramona being like, oh my God, you don't support other women. Dorinda talking about the size and length of Sonia's vagine. Vagine. Um, going to Puerto Vaginal Rico. Canal. Dorinda showing up drunk and like making an ass out of herself. Saying people from Haiti can't go to college. Yeah. Uh, Luann v. Dorinda in yes. Cartagena. I mean... It was an action packed. That episode where they're fighting at dinner and it's like in the foreground, it's Carol and Bethany. And in the background, it's Dorinda and Luann. And it's going yes. like back and forth between them is is the most masterful housewives making I've ever seen in my entire life. So question for you. What do you think is going to happen now that Carol got fired? I don't know. I think we need to see whether or not Tinsley's going to make the cut. Did, was, did Tinsley even make the cut for the reunion? Why did she forget how to talk? I know. I I think the only reason she made the cut for this season was because she was, like, friends with Carol. And now that, like, no one needs Carol, like, why do we need Tinsley? And so then I think what I liked about New York was that it was the group of women of, like, the same women that have been together for the longest with, right. like, very few, like, additions or subtractions. And you have the most original cast members left in like Bethany, Ramona, Luann. Sonia. Uh, Sonia came in like two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, she wasn't an OG. Right, she wasn't but, an OG, she's but she's like borderline. practically. Right. And um, yeah, and so they've been together so long. There's like so much history and there is real relationships between them, e- even if they're just the relationships of longtime coworkers. Totally. And I loved watching that. And I especially loved the most recent seasons where it was like, everyone was kind of single and they were like all out like partying together and they were all on the same wavelength. And you see something like the OC now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have Shannon, Tamara and Vicky who all have like older children are all like going through something. And then you have, Emily and Gina who have really young kids who are like in they're in the same space, but they are definitely not in the same space as like the rest of the women. They're the kids. Yeah. And it like doesn't. Yeah. And like uh, Gina is literally Brianna's age. Right. Which is weird. Which is super weird. And also like if you're going to have someone Brianna's age, I want it to be Brianna. Right. A hundred percent. But Ryan doesn't want it to be Brianna. That's no. the problem. And like I f- and for the sake of their children, Ryan is 100% correct in that assessment. But but it's like weird. So what I liked about New York was that they were all like together. They were all like in the same space, like headspace, like doing all the same stuff together. And they had a lot of fun. And, you know, if you lose two, if you lose Carol, I see how you could go forward with just this cast. If you lose Tinsley, you need to recast. And I think that's going to fuck up all the mojo. So allegedly there are rumors that Barbara Kay has been added, but I feel like those rumors have been generated by Barbara Kay herself. She's the one that like, tried to put an injunction against Bravo because she was recorded talking shit about Tom Tom to to Carol. Carol. And then it was referenced on the show. And then Luann was like, we're no longer friends. Meanwhile, Lou and Barbara Kay are out like gallivanting IRL right now. So I think they resolved whatever interesting shit went down. And I'm sure it helps that Lou's since divorced Tom. So like maybe Barbara Kay wasn't as, you know, off as, Interesting, but I I don't know anything about Barbara Kay, but I just feel like bringing anyone in is going to throw off the dynamic. Right. But and also right now you have a very clear, you know, Bethany, Luann, Sonia, V, Dorinda, Ramona, 
Tinsley, Carol. Yeah. And so I feel like if the cast is like that bifurcated, you're going to end up with just like trench warfare, like back and forth. And it's not eventually it gets to the point where I mean, OC is always the cautionary tale because it's like by far the worst franchise of them all. But like, I'm afraid they're going to get to the point of like Tamara and Vicky Gunvalson and Shannon Bedore, where it's just like an intractable thing that no one can get over and they just fight about like brooks for seasons do you think it's because it just honestly got way too fucking dark um yeah i think so and i think that bethany treats everyone like shit and they're kind of sick of it yeah and i think lou i guess needs bethany now right because bethany was the one that like helped her throughout the intervention and right decided to write that press release or whatever which which I was still, so weird i honestly read that and i was so angry which is not how a person should feel when they're hearing about someone entering like a rehabilitation program i was like why is this like drunk girl like it's like skinny girl branded she has an alcohol problem right well and it was so weird it's like girl why is you couldn't get a publicist like you couldn't do this yourself you had to have bethany like do your statement and like why is bethany making a statement why wasn't bethany just like here i'll lend you my pr person to look like the pr person like it was so weird it was like bethany was trying to glom attention from this luann thing that's what i thought and then i heard from people who were like connected to those camps that she genuinely was instrumental in getting Lou to kind of go but I I don't need to know that and I don't need to still have her kind of pull focus it felt like she was taking ownership of it in what someone's going to rehab and they're doing it in a public way where you have to put out a press release about it which is bad enough that's bad enough like it's bad enough especially if you're in a place where you don't necessarily want to go to rehab you know like right and where she's going to rehab entirely to avoid the reunion and questions about the lawsuit that her children filed right 100 percent. so like i guess for her it was trying to get attention away from her having to say that she was going back or reasons for going back and the fact that she relapsed i don't know it it felt kind of gross to me in a way that no matter what I hear about Bethany maybe helping out which is great if that's true right but she doesn't need to take ownership of this like she doesn't not at all she can take control like behind the scenes but she doesn't need to take ownership Bethany is not going to do nothing behind the scenes so what did you think about Bethany V Carol I mean I'm I'm super sad that Carol's not back because I thought this could have gone on forever me too and I have always been team Carol and she's always had her detractors even before this year and I've always been a big fan of Carol and um but I do think that they both treated each other like crap Mm -hmm. like all season but like I think that Bethany you know, and to Carol's point about her relationships exploding, like we've seen Bethany treat people like crap for a very long time. 100%. And especially since she came back, like after the skinny girl stuff, she's been, you know, kind of lording her success over people. Like you saw at that Halloween party where she's telling Ramona, like, you know, oh, well, I own all these properties and I have all these businesses and like call, come back to me right. when I, when you did whatever. And it's like, Ramona has just as much success as you do. Like Ramona has a $10 million house in the Hamptons that she bought herself. Like what, how are you going to try to 
tell Ramona she's not good enough. Ramona is not new at being wealthy. That's the problem. And we didn't see Ramona get her wealth in the way that we saw Bethany. Right. And so I think people don't realize that, yeah, that Ramona is as savvy a business person and did fight her way up from nothing in the same way that Bethany did. Right. And the point that I want to say it was Ramona trying to say it, but it might have been Carol was like, Bethany grew up in a super toxic, extremely dysfunctional family situation, but also went to like boarding school, had her college paid for. Ramona didn't have any of that. Ramona grew up super fucked up as well and had to make her own money and had like a million dollars at 40. I mean, she didn't come from she came from kind of nothing and was able to make something. And I don't think that everybody wishes for themselves to have a hundred million dollar liquor brand surrounding weight loss you know like so it's not really about like wellness living your best life it's about not taking it a lot it's about being skinny and not taking a lot of calories so I I don't I think it's hugely successful and I was a huge proponent of it for a long time because I thought it was like the shit and her popcorn is fucking amazing (laughs) but like regardless of that it's it's that's not everybody's dream so Bethany choosing to like recount her career to shame Carol at the reunion and being like, I was an assistant to the Hiltons. I was an assistant right. to Jerry Bruckheimer. I think actually didn't show her off very well because I don't think no. she should compare her LinkedIn to any of these other women. Cause it's apples and ABC news. Well, and like, who cares? It's like, you're successful. Like, yeah, good for you. Like, Carol had a successful career and now she's a reality television personality. Like, you know, what's your point? Like no one is as enamored with Bethany's success as Bethany. Right. And, and I think that she like lords that over people in a way that is very unbecoming. And, um, and I can see how someone like Carol would get sick of Mm -hmm. that. And I think that Bethany, you know, yes, she has been going through a lot in the past few years with the ex-husband and whatever, but, yeah, that's no reason to, you know, treat these people like that. But then the way Carol behaved at the reunion was just like they were both just being immature and petty and like I just didn't want any part of it. And I was like, you're both just awful. Andy Cohen's right. You both trashed each other all season. You and think that they both did? A hundred percent. Well, like in the in the sit down interviews, for sure. Okay, like yeah. when Carol's like, oh, yeah, OK, I'm getting back with her, but I don't know. And, oh, Bethany's a narcissist. And, you know, I am not putting too much stock in this getting back together because Bethany always wants control and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I do think they did. And I think that, like Carol said, seeing the season affected them more than living the season. Oh, that's interesting. Like in that, like watching it and watching what each other said about it and reading what they had to say on their blogs and like all of that got them to a place where it was probably worse than they left it at the end of filming. Um, What did you think about Andy's sort of behavior or, or strategy during the reunion cycle? I feel like Lou not being there really did Bethany a disservice in that it was Bethany and Sonia against everybody. And Sonia's just basically sitting there talking about her vagina, which is why <laughs> Sonia is my favorite of all the Real Housewives. It was so good, though. Oh, that my God. so good. She just had so many good lines. Like, then she's like, they're talking about Red Scarf Guy. And she's like, he doesn't even live in Manhattan. <laughs> and it's like, 
Oh my God, Sonia, this is why Sonia is my all-time favorite. Sonia she's just is such a treat. She's genuinely so good when she's not totally sloshed all the time. Which right. She has under control now. She's just but fabulous. She's like a Disney villain henchman in that she's like there for comic relief, but is not going to help you in a fight. 100%. And so, and so I feel like Andy naturally takes Bethany's side because Bethany is the asset that they feel like they need to protect. And no one else was taking Bethany's side. So I think Andy was kind of stepping in to like help Bethany when Ramona, Dorinda and Carol were all like coming after her. But I also feel like, so yes. And he was like annoyed with Carol and, and justifiably so, but I I do think that he was kind of speaking truth to both of them about like you were both being awful to each other. It was uncomfortable to watch the alliance that um, the ladies had against Bethany because I think they were too aligned, and I think the largest crack that was sort of obvious to everyone but themselves was the talking about Dorinda and her obvious sort of issues and it felt like Dorinda was like Carol I'll support you no matter what Ramona I'll support you no matter what but right. when we talk about drinking you guys are going to say I don't have a fucking problem and that's all there is to it here's what I have to say about Dorinda tell and her drinking everything is that I'm not going to tell Dorinda she is an alcoholic or she has to go to rehab or whatever okay like that's a decision that she needs to make based on like a variety of factors and maybe me and <laughs> maybe you <laughs> however even if Dorinda gets drunk once a year, yeah. Dorinda drunk is an asshole. Yeah. Like Dorinda is a bad drunk. Yeah. And so even if she doesn't have a drinking problem, she needs to address the fact that when she's drunk, she does not treat people well. And if I were those women who she's like getting angry with and yelling at and, and, you know, getting up in their faces, I would be like, I don't want to be around you when you're drunk. Even if that only happens once or twice a year, like it's not about the frequency or the whatever it's about how she behaves when she's been drinking and that Dorinda will take no responsibility None. for those awful things she does when she's drunk, regardless of whether or not she has a problem. Like even if she doesn't have a problem to treat people like that is just, I think unforgivable. And like, I certainly have friends who are bad drunks who I won't hang around with when I know there's going to be a lot of drinking because I don't want to deal with that. And I would put Dorinda like in that same camp. So, and how do you stay friends? If let's pretend that these women aren't on a TV show in that realm, how would, or actually no, that let's pretend that they are in a TV show in that realm. If alcohol is such a big part of New York and it is in a way yes. that is different to any other franchise, it's honestly sort of crucial, yes. which is why Luann's issues are fascinating. Is that terrible? Because no. the environment is so unhealthy for someone with a drinking problem. How would they be able to deal with Dorinda who a won't admit responsibility and B seems to take pleasure and becoming a hot, sloppy, drunk mess right. in this scenario. I mean, I think it's going to be really interesting because uh, I'm, I am I'm a sober person and I, um, you know, but it's been a long time and so it doesn't affect me that much. But when you see something like, I think that people that drink don't realize how insidious like alcohol is and you would see it with when Kim Richards was dry yes. and they'd be like, Oh, look, here's champagne for everyone. Oh, Kim, we got you something else. And like, they're going to have to start doing that with Luann because 
Sonia just now doesn't get wasted on camera, but then when they go on the tequila trip, Sonia's like, okay, I'm getting plowed. Right. And gets plowed. Right. But keeps it down to once or twice a year now <laughs> rather than every time she's on camera. And so, and I think that Dorinda should apply the same strategy where it's like, I'm going to limit my alcohol intake except for on a few occasions and I will probably come across a lot better. And I think that was the thing about Luann being like, you're turning. It almost seemed like more of a warning. Like you're about to behave like this on camera again. And you, and I, as a reality television professional, no, you don't want to do that. And so I think it was, yeah, it was critical, but I also think it was in Dorinda's, it had Dorinda's best Best interest in mind. But I think it's going to, but with Luann now, with these very public charges and very public going to rehabs, she at least has to give lip service to being completely sober on the show. And (laughs) if, whether or not she's sober, you know, in her off camera life, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, I think you're going to see a very different New York. And in her off camera life, I mean, one of the reasons that she's not facing some uh, like more serious consequences for the Florida stuff is like one of the things that she has to do is go to AA and submit to random drug alcohol testing. So like she can't pretend to be super sob Sally on the show, which I think is what she was doing and what Dorinda was referencing, which was like she said she was going to be sober for three months and then call it a day, but she wasn't really being sober during that time. She doesn't have that option anymore because some cops in Florida are like in Palm Beach or West Palm, whatever you want to call it, are like make sure you're on your fucking game because we're watching you. Yes. And I mean, maybe that's the best thing for Luann. I mean, I'm, I'm curious as to how this will affect her life either positively or negatively but I found it really interesting when the women were talking about Luann and facing huge 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 attention after the arrest and the fact that instead of having like a moment of self-reflection which someone might say she was like oh my god I'm so famous now yes which is troubling and not related to the alcohol but certainly probably influenced by it yes and I don't know if anyone has been able to kind of come to the other side of that which is she's now considering herself like the star of stars because of that attention and because of the cabaret and how is that going to be influenced next season because it sounds like her ego like yeah I was fascinated by that and that they were like yeah Luann's really feeling herself right now which is not the reaction no one would sort of expect that they would have and it's really interesting because you see the opposite thing with Teresa Giudice yes where she like went to prison and came out and she does she doesn't want to participate anymore but she needs that check And, and so she's there and just kind of like going through the motions yes and yeah and I think it's fascinating that Luann like comes out of this arrest and is like everyone loves me everyone wants to pay to see my show and like yeah and from what I I haven't seen the show. Have you seen the show? What uh, the cabaret show? Oh yeah, yeah. I went to the cabaret and then I went to the, the after party. Yeah, after okay. party. I saw you at the after party <laughs> on the show <laughs> as like my feverish. I was like taking screen caps and being like, "Look, you're on the show." I was dying. <laughs> I was like, literally, that I just, I uh, yeah, it's I died. I died. I didn't think I was gonna be on it because I didn't see. I didn't think the cameras were anywhere near me. I was like, but I was. T- I was also taking video. Like people were 
things were happening and I was that asshole that like was holding up my camera. <laughs> <laughs> I just I was like watching it and it's like wait I know I I know her. I know her oh my god <laughs> hey hello um yeah, yeah the show's a mess but and and from what I hear a, a lot of it is about her like arrest yeah which was a lot funnier the first time she went to rehab maybe less so the second you yeah. know when she's like right. talking about like drinking too much or whatever and like reading from her bedazzled diary and stuff like right. I think it loses a little bit of its luster and also Luann thinks she's genuinely performing at Cafe Carlisle and it's like cool right but this is like housewives disney and 54 below has become our epcot like right we're not we're there to support you not really we're there right. to see a show and it, it's like more of a circus yeah than cirque du soleil and so that's a part of i mean like it was the best night of my life i was screaming right jacques was there like it was i mean there was so much happening it was like like Sonia doing that weird Hamilton rap to like whatever the fuck money can't buy you class or whatever was magical, but also it's entertainment. It's not right. cabaret glory. And I don't think Lou knows that yet. Yes. And so I'm nervous for her investing in this being her next career when it's like, I feel like there's a little bit of like a, clock starting on this you know a hundred percent and it's like once everyone's seen this show like if she was a real cabaret professional then it's like you have to write another show and like sing a bunch of songs and whatever but she can't really sing she can't sing she She has like song though right and she could speak song and i mean that has taken some people very far yes if you can perform and whatever I don't know that Luann has another show in her. And yeah, and it's like, so once everyone in New York has seen this, you know, and you've traveled it around and whatever, yeah, what what do you do next? As opposed know. to someone like my girl Erica Jane, who, you know, isn't the world's best singer or dancer or whatever. But she's a genuine entertainer. Yes. Erica Jane is a, was an entertainer. This is the difference. Luann is on a cabaret show because she was on a reality TV show. Erica Jane has been performing yes. since well before. She's had this alter ego. Is that the right. right? Yeah. Since well before Housewives came calling. Right. And so she can, like, I would go see, like, every tour Erica Jane puts together because I feel like it would be different and, and she knows how to put on, like, a show. Totally. Whereas, yeah. And, but I, what I think about is interesting about the show and that a lot of people underestimate and all of you dear listeners I know <laughs> will totally understand is that, like, we love the Housewives so much and we are so rabid for like anything Housewives and yes. are so underserved yes. that we'll go to anything. We'll pay $100 to go watch Luann talk with sing. With pleasure, by the way. It's, Absolutely. With it was one of the best nights of my entire life. Yeah. No joke. Right. Like, I'm saying that dead serious. And I don't know how there isn't like a Housewives reunion live tour or like why more people aren't aren't capitalizing on 
what is a, a rabid and underserved fan base? Why isn't there a BravoCon? Why isn't there a Real Housewife Con? I don't understand it. Exactly. I, I genuinely don't get it. I feel like I asked T. Kyle that, and I don't remember what his response was. But it, I, it, it's something that needs to happen. I don't understand why it doesn't. Like, right. there should be panels. Like, we should have some sort of thing. It should obviously happen in New York because I do not want to travel. Like, it, there should be something that happens for two days a year. Like, they do that with RuPaul, RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. Because that's a huge industry in and of itself. Or put 10 of them on a bus and drive them around the country and fucking film that shit. <laughs> Have it be the real world road rules. Yeah, the challenge. Housewives <laughs> the colon the challenge. <laughs> that, could, that could happen. Who would you want on that bus? Um, who would I want on that bus? If that, it was coming to your town. If it was coming to my town, you definitely have to have a Sonia Morgan. Obviously. I mean, I would say Candy Burst, but she is too busy. So I will re- replace her with like a Kenya Moore. Okay. You need a Kenya Moore. You need a Ramona to like, or not a Ramona, uh, Tamara Barney to like yell at everybody. Oh, Leanne really? Locken, of course. Obviously. Oh, no. Who I would love to, to like hang out with and party with and see on stage is Stephanie and Brandy, who I just think yes. are like are they so not much the fun. Shit? They're phenomenal. Yeah. And like, I just, I mean, I don't know about just like deciding to adopt a baby on a whim, but like... <laughs> I think they're super fun together. I honestly put so much more thought into a leather jacket. Right. I just got that Brandy put into a human child, but I'm into it. Right. That now she is tied to for life. But it has gingy hair. So I <laughs> right. get it. And they're like, it oh, fits. this one's ginger here. It fits. And it's like, think about all the people that are like waiting on the adoption rules and like someone just calls a Brandy and Listen, is like, want a baby? Well, she, Stephanie has locker money. She has access to everything, including human people. Okay. Like that's <laughs> what happens when your husband has a bajillion dollar industry. I know. And girl, I mean, not to be crass about it but that's a white baby so that baby was expensive <laughs> that took me a second i was like was it too white did it not have color no it was like yeah, yeah that white baby cost white babies up. are expensive did stephanie buy her the baby no but stephanie the way they explained it on the show was that stephanie used to work in like the nonprofit world right right, right. and she has a friend that runs some kind of like adoption agency or something i don't know how any of that were and it was like high schoolers i want to say that like popped out a baby or something yeah most likely or yeah wow, somebody that really who's... was a win for everybody involved i know so i mean yeah i i mean i'm i i don't think she's an unfit parent by any means and she seems to be taking very good care of the baby but like yeah i mean i would think about getting a tattoo longer than she thought about getting that baby and they last just as long <laughs> I didn't watch the online web thing of like Brandy gets a baby. She has some sort of web series where it's like, oh, that's cute. It is cute. I have never once felt interest in any way. And I love Dallas. Like Dallas is one of my all time. I mean, all time. It's the third season, but it's one of my genuine favorite shows to watch. Ignoring season one, season Uh, two and now season three, I think are magical. Agree. I, I think it's very good. And I think it gives us a very different flavor than we get anywhere else yeah in a in a way that is really good so what's your least favorite show to watch franchise uh i stopped watching new jersey because it's trash and it is a hot steaming pile of trash and i also feel like we need to hold this is like me getting up on my high horse but oh, do it do it we need to hold bravo a little bit responsible for literally profiting off of a criminal and her like criminal acts but she's not the only criminal to be. I She's the only convicted criminal. 
Okay. There's, Other than Luann, who went there, to jail for... There are some rumors about PK and Dorit doing I, some not great things. But that's more PK than Dorit. Dorit's just trying to sell a bikini at the end of the day. And I totally believe all those rumors to be true. Oh, I have said they were a grifter. They were grifters since day one. And people were like, they have money. I was like, no, no they, they don't. don't. No, they don't. Not with that style. Girl, that's why I call their house Shirley Rented Manor. Because <laughs> that shit is Shirley Rented. <laughs> 100% it was. And then they're like, we have to redo it. Blah, blah, blah. It's because, no, the owner wants to sell it and is now doing so. Right. Not, like, it, you don't own that. You, you don't, don't got no money. You don't have it. Boy George, God bless him, is a wonderful treasure but he's not no that's yeah. not pk does not come from wealth right pk but, comes from a tomb somewhere like it's not <laughs> there's not anything oh my god positive. he is like the grossest human i ever seen he in my really, whole life i nuzzled with him at the background hotel i heard someone talking in a british accent and i heard lisa vanderpump and i was like oh my god that's so cute like guys over here it was the inspiration for jerry o'connell's bullshit new show like guys are talking about housewives i love it and i turned around it was fucking pk and i went over and was like i love you it was not it was not great we took us we took like 15 photos together it was ew it was a lot he was a lot he was very sweet ew i don't want to have sex with him but ew. that's a job i wouldn't one even woman. want to be in the same room with him he was very charming is that terrible no and i can 100 percent see that in a way that Con artists and grifters always yeah, are. Yeah, he knows how to play the game. 100%. He doesn't know how to play it on TV, but he knows how to play it in real life, which yes. I was 100% do. So wait, hold, Bravo needs to be held accountable for Teresa, Judy J, Judy Being J, Being a criminal. Judice. And like, yeah, and I feel I don't like that. And it's boring. Well, like now that Teresa won't play and they can't find a good cast. And then Jacqueline was like, like mentally ill yeah and like it was not fun to watch and no. then i mean siggy flicker and what's all the other Margaret. ones yeah it's like no i'm here for dolores but i could watch her on something else i don't it doesn't need yeah. to be jersey jersey feels like a pill that i'm being forced to swallow uh yes and i feel the same way about orange county which i also write about and it's like every year i'm like it's gonna be better this year it's gonna be better this year and it just isn't. So what do you think that they need to do? I think it's time to find Vicki Gumbelson another show and cancel OC. And what is her show going to be? Coda, uh, Coda for Days? Yeah, maybe. Like her and the son and that weird office manager. Um, <laughs> like a more like Jeff lewis kind of like workplace show. Oh, maybe? my God. Vicki Gumbelson would be so good in flipping out now that Jeff Lewis might be fired or whatever. Did you right. hear this whole thing with like I, Jenny and Jeff are no longer and yeah. Bravo hates him for talking about it before it aired. And so maybe the show is getting canceled or whatever. I don't know. I know about him and Jenny like not getting along and I will watch this that show. But I think what Jeff Jeff is pulling a Jill Zarin and he doesn't realize that the reason that Jenny is instrumental to his success and that without Jenny to humanize him, he is like nothing and nobody wants to watch him be an asshole to people. But don't you think he gets that because he has said in statements, the show is getting canceled now because I know that they need Jenny. Like he said, Jenny doesn't work, hasn't worked for me for a number of years. She has worked for Bravo. Like right. we decided that she wasn't a good fit or wasn't whatever. And so she stopped working for him. In order to maintain their friendship or something. But Bravo was paying her check. And Bravo's very angry that he's said that publicly. Wow. And so he's like, we're not going to have a show anymore because Jenny's not on. And it's like, you might not have a show anymore. But I don't even know if it's about Jenny at this point. It might be because you're like telling us too much. Not that I'm lap- not lapping it up. But yes. like, it's a lot. Well, and when you go into je- business with Jeff Lewis, it seems like it's only a matter of time. Before yeah, he 100%. does something like this. To yeah, you. look at Ryan. Yeah. 
So Zoila, rest in peace. I know, not surprised. Oh my god, could you imagine a Vicky and Jeff Lewis show? I think it would be a much more successful than like Bethany Frederick. I think that would be like great. See, I um Did first of all, I once made out with Frederick at the cock, <gasps> which I'm sure I've told you. I think you have, but I just got so excited. And so whatever we talk about, I have to just like Was bring he it good? Up. Yeah, it was pretty good. He's very tall. And was that when he was a porn star or after? This was like or after. Okay. This was after he was a porn star, but like, and he was like a real estate agent, you know, and he was he like. He was like on the come up. Yeah, he was like r- rising in the ranks. Yeah. Um, For lack of a better term. Yes. And what I liked about the Bethany Frederick show is I feel like Bethany is so much more likable and fun to watch when she's working. Oh, okay. And that like when when it's like a business kind of atmosphere, I enjoy watching Bethany like kind of be a hard ass and, you know, be bitchy at people and get the job done. But when she's doing that to Carol for no particular reason, I find her to be wildly unlikable. But um, yes, Jeff Lewis Vicky would be magical, magical. But yeah, I feel like they've tried to recast in so many different ways and it just doesn't seem to be working. And, you know, and I think that you do have like some real stars like Shannon Bedore, Tamara Barney, the love of my life, Shannon Bedore, the love and light of my life, but everything, it, it needs to be refocused or it needs to be redone. I mean, Kelly Dodd is also an excellent housewife. Kelly Dodd has become a better person thanks yes. to Housewives, I think. I agree. Or she's like figured out how to make herself look like a better person. I'm but either here way, for it. I like love Kelly and I love Kelly and Shannon together. <sighs> oh my God. It's like the bat. It's Kelly and Shannon together. That's a spinoff I could watch for a hundred yes. years. Them going for slow walks, them just like drinking whatever and just talking and. Kelly getting screechy and Shannon trying to calm her is such and then, an interesting role reversal. And, and Kelly I trying it. to make Shannon like unclench and have some fun. Yes. Remember when Oprah and Gail went on a trip across the country in of a car together? Of 100%. Um, why are they not doing that with Kelly and Shannon like right this instant? See, that's the bus. They just need a short bus for Kelly and Shannon and just like fucking go for a trip and I just like drive them it. across the country and watch them like do <gasps> like watching them try to turn on a propane tank was the most entertaining moment of the last episode of real house of George why County. is that not how, why is that not a thing i also like i wanted kelly to be fired her first season i hated me too her. me I she too was toxic and mean and angry and evil and I was like she must be gone she is she is a a toxic mold on this and now I watch her I'm like I need more Kelly like I get her I also get her pain about Michael like I get why she's angry at Vicky and fucking Steve Lodge like I understand that she's right you can't call a friend and be like hey just so you know your ex is coming to Thanksgiving yeah Yeah. like not great No, not great at all. And right. That's and that's all Kelly said. Because Vicky, of course, misses the point and is like, oh, you're done with him. And it's like, no, I'm not mad that you set Michael up. 
I'm mad that you didn't, didn't bother me. to tell me as your friend. Because you're favoring my ex-husband over me, your friend and also co-star. And obviously right. that's going to make your work environment slightly uncomfortable. It's so crazy to me. I also don't, this whole like Steve Lodge thing, like I think that Steve Lodge was going to some event and reporters were there and they were asking him some dumb shit and he said some dumb shit and he didn't entirely understand it. And I think that the tone was set for a fight by the way that Kelly went up. Cause I think Kelly was asking him a question about shit. He'd said to page six. He didn't, I genuinely think that he didn't understand what she was asking. He was like, what did I say? And she took that as, but like a he, threat. she walked up to him and he was so dismissive. He was from he was 100%. the start he 100% and was. fucking ring toe, which is what I call Shane. <laughs> he's a little, I love him. He's like a little, Oh, you love him. No, he I is hate the him. He's the worst. worst. No, he's the worst. He's like a angry gay chipmunk. And I find it fascinating. Like I find his face and body not, and I'm not body shaming. I just find it fascinating. He's like, like, he's so weird to me. He's like a weird little, He's Toad. like PK's younger it. brother. He He's, is he is the worst aspects of PK exhibited in physical form. With none of the charm. With none of the charm. He is so deeply I just think awful. That's not like a funny or interesting he's phrase. So, but and he hates women. He hates women, including and, his wife. And he's like, oh, why you want to be friends with this person? Like talking about Kelly. It's like Bitch, that's the job. Like, this is what you sign up. This is the check you're cashing. 100%. And now you're like, you want to be friends with this person? Like, you should have thought of that six months ago when you were signing that contract. I also can't believe that Emily was ever cast on this show and continued to feel that way until she told Kelly she was going to murder her. And then I was like, oh, she's here. She yeah. just arrived. I'm going to well, pretend this is her first episode. Yeah. And I was like, congratulations. Like, I don't know who cast this, but that you knew that yeah. she would get there 100% like is is amazing to me did they know or did was it just luck regardless I don't know I feel because I I'm feel thankful. like I'm what we've seen of Emily so far it's like snoozeville it's like 100%. Peggy part two no 100%. and then yeah and and I was like good for you for standing up for your man like even though I think he's gross but also <laughs> like thanks for finally showing up and yeah so I have a little bit of hope for OC after the last episode but um, which will pretend was their season premiere. Yeah. Which will pretend like is where it started. But yeah, that whole fight about like Gina getting thrown out for like four episodes. It was like, oh, who cares? I also feel like Tamara has more in common with Bethany than anyone else in any other franchise. And that any relationship that she has is destined to fail because she is incredibly complicated and broken. And I've looked at her behavior toward Shannon Bedore and I was like cool this is exactly what happened with Shannon and Heather Dubrow a couple seasons ago except that yeah. Shannon is now Heather and Emily is now wait where, Shannon is now Heather and Emily is now Shannon if that makes any sense where she yeah. pretends to build someone up but it's really to fuck over whoever she has a closer relationship with and make them turn on each other and she does that sort of for sport and I don't know that she knows that she's doing it no I, but it's still super annoying and frustrating and unhealthy and crazy and it makes me insane the, when I watch it the thing I can't square with Tamara is you're 100% right it, she is her relationships with women are like it's like her and Vicky like breaking up and making up like 100%. every other season but how does does she 
how is that the same person that has been in a seemingly loving, stable, and supportive relationship with Eddie for what, like several years, eight, almost ten years now? Has it been ten? Girl, it's been a long it's time. It's been a while. It's been a hot second. Yeah. I don't know. Why does he put up with her? I don't know if he puts up with her or it's maybe just like the way she treats him or the way she is off camera is so different from the way she treats these women on camera. I'm not sure. And that's why I can't quite figure out like, you know, with Bethany, you know, Carol's right. It's like she has a very difficult time maintaining close personal relationships for a long time. And and I think you see that like true of, you know, her relationships, the people on the show, you know, whatever. And right. And so with Tamara, I can't understand how she has kept this very lovely husband for a very long time. Whose headshots were like, oh, my God, so frightening. He looked like Eric Stoltz in mask. It was like (laughs) insane. He looked like he could have been in like the Munsters a little bit. Don't you think he looked like. It was insane. Not Frankenstein. He looked. He didn't. He looked like something. And when she's like, he used to do theater, then I died. I yeah, like, I was like, oh, girl. But at least Eddie's been buff like his whole life. Like, 100%. girl, she's like kept it right and tight. She has. She's got she's got a lot of love to give. And that love is in a super enlarged heart. Or he's got a lot of love to give. And that love is in a super enlarged heart. I don't know what's going on with like the health stuff. That actually I find. I find it to be very sad. And confusing. Yes. And you and we're used to seeing Eddie as this like strong kind right. of supportive. Like he's like Tamara's Bobby Zarin in that like. Yes. I'll do anything for you. And he's you're always right. And I always got your yeah. back. And now it's like he's going through it. And you see like he's not having a good time. And he does not want the cameras there. He doesn't. And right? he, no. And he doesn't want to live this out in front of the world. But he's kind of being forced to. And yeah, I really feel badly for him in a way that like it's weird when real humanity comes through our our shows. Right, because <laughs> you don't expect it to be there. No, and then I'm like, I don't know how to like and this is what I was saying. Do you watch Southern Charm? I watch all of it. Um, about Catherine Dennis is yes. that like I love that she has grown and changed and become a better person, but I don't know that that's something I want for my reality television stars. Like, is you know, like I love Catherine Dennis not fucking climbing over the table when they went on that vacay and a hundred percent murdering Ashley was like unbelievable to me. I actually I was in disbelief. I was so proud of her. Maybe a very small part of me was like, I would have loved to see that like cat fight, but I was just honestly shocked yes because that's not that's not going to rehab just for kicks her to like get out of whatever that is genuine serious like psychotherapy work right and like, that's showing the very best like she was committed yeah and to being it was better. like you took my kids away and i'm gonna get them back and i'm gonna be a better person and i yeah i'm like learning and growing every day and i'm like very happy that she found that i mean but I mean, do we need to kick you off the show now? Like, what? well, now that T-Rav is off, she needs to stay on. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, he's got some stuff. I don't I don't want to get too far away, but I want to know what do you find OC has the same problems I do? Like, do you think it what do you think is the problem? Do you think it needs to be fixed? I mean, last week there I want to say it was last week. There was no new episode. and I didn't know that yeah. was going to happen. And I always watch the day after I never watch live. And I went to like the app to watch the episode and saw there was no new one and I was so excited which is 
problematic right. yeah. because I have a podcast all about the housewives and like one less show to talk about. It wasn't even that. It was like, thank God I don't have to watch this bullshit. I think it's been bad for a while. I think that there was an opportunity for Vicky to get bumped down to friend of yeah. after the last reunion and either execs told Tamara and Shannon to shut the fuck up and get over it or they decided to for whatever reason to like have a hug with her at the end and that opened the door to even more bullshit like I I think that Brooks was almost a high for the show if that makes any sense while it was happening when Vicky was still in deep deep denial about what was going on that was incredibly dramatic and the psychology behind that and how that was affecting her relationships particularly with her children with Brianna. Oh my God. Are you kidding? And like all that, yes, was fascinating to watch, but the aftermath, I mean, obviously you need to go through a season of it, but that Vicky couldn't claim any responsibility for it whatsoever, which made it drag on for years and years, like doomed to the show. She still can't. I think I genuinely think the only reason she's even talking about Brooks in a dismissive derogatory way now is because he got remarried. I genuinely think that's it. And she's like, he's not coming back. So now I hate him. Like, I, I don't think it's, because oh he's a really bad guy and he's a con artist i think she conned she feels conned because he said he was gonna love her forever yes. and then he lied brooks is the love of her life 100 percent. and now she's with steve who who wants to have sex with steve steve who she even says and she she just says it like it's anything else like steve doesn't want to talk about intimacy even our own like you don't think that's a warning sign that you're fucking a grandfather like he is right 97 if he's a day <laughs> And who wants that? Like, and why Vicky's are you pressuring this is, man into marrying you? Why do you want to get married? Because he's safe. That's it. Because right. he's easy. She keeps saying that he's easy. Like that's some sort of compliment to this health of their marriage because he fixes shit in her house. Like, I don't know. She compares him to her staff. Why, how right. is that a marker for someone that you want to marry? I know that she wants to be married because she needs it, but like, can't you need it from somebody else? I don't know. I don't know if I want to have sex with vanilla ice cream. I don't know. <laughs> and it's not even ice cream. It's like, T- what is that? TCBY? Do you remember that? Yeah. It's like, like Halo it's, Top. It's literally, she is having sex with Halo Top and I don't want it. It's no. not enough. No, I don't want, no, I don't. And I don't see what Steve Lodge gets from Vicky. I don't think they're pretending in this in the trailer for next week that it's that like Kelly's making up some shit to like fuck with her that it's he's interested in her money. I don't think that's it. I think no. He sees her and she's I don't know a woman. Like I don't know what he sees in her. He right. sees her as I don't know. She's interesting. She probably when the cameras aren't down isn't as kind of badgering belligerent as she is when they're up. So maybe she's a little bit more interested in him and like making right. him happy. And you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I deeply don't get it, but it's super unappetizing to watch. Cause it's just not a lot. There's not a lot there. Can we fix OC? Um, are we, I would, I would say, can we fix OC? Are we willing to do what it takes to fix OC? which is removing someone. I don't know that you can genuinely remove Tamara. I no. don't I don't know that you can. I think you need her in a way that's stronger than needing Bethany in New York. Because there's no other are they don't have Ramona. They don't have Sonia. They don't have right. the other people the support And if, Ramona's an all or uh Tamara's an all time great. 
I mean, she is an excellent Real Housewife. She is because she's willing to sacrifice everything, including the relationship with her daughter. Right. Which is more estranged now because she brought it up on camera against right. her daughter's wishes. Like she is willing to do absolutely whatever it takes. So there are moments where that's really appreciated. But what will it take? Can OC be fixed? Should they shut the lights? I don't know. Right. I, I think it can. I guess. But Vicky has to be bumped down. And something else needs to happen. I wish I knew. I feel like I should know. I, I don't know what it would right. take. Some, something needs to happen with Vicky no longer being the top dog. And there needs to be someone else brought in. I don't know. I don't know. I thought I was going to hate Emily and Gina. Gina's kind of growing on me. Except I, I wish Gina. I wish I had met her husband one time. Because have now you we're, seen the pictures of him? Yeah, he's like. I would have sex with him. I don't, he's not like my type to marry, but like he is, he is crazy hot. He is extremely attractive. It makes me giggle when I think about it. Like I, it was unexpected, but he's also like long Island hot where it's like, I don't know how long I can look at him, but I'm like, I'm like real into like the very particular (laughs) flavor that he is. He's a very particular, flavor. but like, I want to taste that flavor at least once. (laughs) I want to taste that flavor at least. So I I feel like I feel like before the season started at the start I hated Emily and Gina and now I'm like Gina's okay Emily's okay now that I know that she's crazy but right. I don't know I don't know how you can change this next season something needs to happen right. can Emily and Gina grow up can we add on five or fifteen years to their age cycles before next season happens so that it doesn't yeah. feel like grandma and her grandkids like I don't know yeah and that's like I find Gina to be very and entertaining but i feel like um sh- yeah I, she's not right for this show yeah i, like I agree cast. with you like i mean could we bring a heather dubrow back i mean yeah obviously i i think heather was gone before her time but is that what the show needs i don't know i think heather would help a lot i think there needs to be some sort of like the Real Housewives is supposed to be escapist in some way, and I don't really know what we're escaping to right now with this right. cast. Yes. I think we need to bring back some real significant money. We need to see that fucking Mall of America that they call a residence. I think that would be helpful. I think Megan King Edmonds is missed. I think I loved her. I, I loved mean, her. Everyone tried to take down Brooks, and the only person that could was Megan King Edmonds PI. <laughs> and she wouldn't let it go, and she is super fucking smart. I don't I don't know that she would come back now she has like a million kids. But and also I feel like she's got that candle business. <laughs> I mean, her husband has that candle <laughs> yeah, business. Jimmy. I feel like if you bring her back with the young kids though, then it's like she's on the Emily and Gina show and everyone else is on the Empty Nest show. But you know I think what I mean? that she would be a bridge cuz I think she has a genuine relationship with Tamara and Shannon. And, and Kelly. sort of with Kelly, although they were a little bit estranged, I think that she would be the bridge to it. I think it would make sense if um, if Megan was back more than obviously Heather, because if Heather comes back, she's going to look at Gina and be like, I, I can't be near you with that right. eyeshadow. Like, that's just right. not going to work is, out. Right. And Emily, she would be just dismissive of, which would be sort of interesting to watch. But I don't I don't know what else there would be for Heather to do, aside from look at hexagonal eyes for seven to eight more hours, like which I which I was into. Like I, I, <laughs> I liked making fun of it. She was giving me something to make fun of. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wish I had. So what do we say? Like Vicky, friend of 
or yeah. spinoff. But I don't know that Vicky would allow it. Right. I think but, Andy would be like, Vicky, we need to talk. And Vicky would be like, no, we don't. We're good. See you right. at the reunion. Right. And I, but and I also think that they don't want to cancel it because once you have like the chink in the armor, especially of the original, like yes. all the dominoes fall. And I feel like that's why they keep Vicky is that they're like, we can't do the show without Vicky. And Vicky like, yeah, I don't think Vicky will let them be a friend of. And right. And then who knows what we have left. It's just so um, annoying to watch. It feels like a burden. So then when we get these moments, like that moment with Emily, I was like, Oh wait, something just happened. Like I just was so, it was so unexpected to me. And then I also feel like we need to give Kelly and Shannon more of a platform because I think they're both doing something. And I think it's really interesting. It's just getting cloudy because it's in this pile of shit. And I don't know it's like everybody's drowning in this, but some of these people should be sailing away. Like it's, it's not fair to some of these characters who are such strong, interesting women to watch and such a good fit for like the housewife universe. Right. They just need to be either on a different show or on a better show. Yeah. And, and that's what it's. Yeah. Because like Kelly, Tamara, Vicky, and Shannon are all like great reality television personages and that they have been on a show that's been so bad for so many seasons consistent consistently means that I think there's something wrong with the show rather that usually when something's wrong with the show, there's something wrong with the cast, right? But you have like four great cast members and I don't understand like what else they can do because I mean, it's like New York had a few lame seasons. Totally. Like Atlanta's Five had a few six. lame yeah. seasons. Like, yeah, but they all like find a way to bounce back and like, they just cannot get their shit together. No. Do you think it's a production company? I don't know. I don't know. But the same company makes OC that makes Beverly Hills, which is our other problem child. What the fuck? Well, what's happening with your boo, by the way? Um, what with do you EJ, mean? With Erica Jane. Oh, they're like filming now. And so, and you know, what's her face? Denise Richards wants to be good so badly that she just got married. Like really? Denise Richards decided she was going to get married, gave her wedding planner, I think 24 hours notice and fucking they were there. Housewives was there to film it. Like shout out to Denise Richards who no longer has Charlie Sheen money and is in desperate need of another consistent check and seems to be interested in doing whatever it takes. Now, maybe I'm giving her way too much credit. Yeah. But I at least appreciate something because the last season of Beverly Hills was such a snooze fest and that reunion was so bad. And I just that, yeah, they are the other legit. What the fuck are you doing? 911. But I know what the problem is in Beverly Hills and it's that, well, A, I think we need to remove Lisa Vanderpump and put her just on Vanderpump Rules. And that mm-hmm. all of the women are too protective of their brands to, like, really scrap. Yes. And and so I think that the production is trying to force them to have, like, drama. And so the drama that we get is, like, lame. And so either you need to get some people in there who are going to fight and create real drama. Or you need to just let there not be drama and just let them, like, hang out and be rich ladies. Right, you call it like rich women who do things. What is it? Right, rich women, rich women doing, doing things. things. Right, which is what I think. And it, I mean, I'd watch that show. Right, there need there are moments of that where that's really entertaining, where you just see how much fucking money Erica Jane has, how much fucking Villa Rosa for Lisa Vanderpump. Yes, like, that is great to me and genuinely escapist. But there, if it's that, then fine. 
But, but don't try to make, but then don't make up stupid fights right, about like bullshit because, right, I would just rather watch them all put on ridiculous outfits and go to some fucking bonkers restaurant in Berlin and just like have fun at dinner than watch them like go to that dinner and then talk about whatever fights we were having last season, which I can't even remember what they were. There was nothing. There was like something with Teddy and Erica bleeding. There was right. that and like, sleepover, which wasn't And great. like Erica freaking out at Teddy, which like wasn't cute, but was really just Erica's temper. And, you know, they kind of got over and... It was such a miss. I think a huge part of that, too, is Lisa Rinna used to be bonkers. Yeah. And then decided that her kids' modeling careers were going to be hurt if she continued to be Looney Tunes insane. So she dialed it. And also, God forbid, her, like, shrugs or whatever that she sells on QVC. Her dusters. Her dusters. I don't think she wanted to be held accountable for, like, carrying the show anymore. And I don't blame her because she would do stuff or Lisa Vanderpump would get her to do stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think that the problem is none of the women are willing to take on Lisa Vanderpump. And all the fights are really about how Lisa Vanderpump manipulates everything behind the scenes and nobody likes it. And so... Either they need to be honest about those fights or they need to get Lisa Vanderpump off of there so that the women can feel like safe to throw down, be themselves more. Do you think that Lisa Vanderpump would ever, I think that now she has too much power with, but I don't even think Lisa Vanderpump, I don't think Lisa Vanderpump wants to be on Housewives anymore. Do you? I don't know that she likes it. I think that she does. I mean, because I think that she was on it to get her restaurants like super famous. Yeah. And get, and I mean, and get herself super famous. Yeah. And I mean, if we're talking about housewives Epcot, it is really the corner of LA that Lisa Vanderpump controls. That she literally owns. Right. And now has like three established. She's got Sir, Tom, Tom and pump like all in the same corner. And everyone who's a Housewife fan who goes to L.A. visits one, if not more. 100%, as did I. As uh, I mean, every time I go to L.A., I'm like, girl, I cannot wait to go to TomTom. <laughs> I genuinely cannot wait to go to TomTom. Vanderpump Rules is one of my favorite Bravo shows. Vanderpump Rules brings it in such a way that they should there should be plaques. And I, same thing with Bethany and Frederick. I like Lisa Vanderpump more on yes. Vanderpump Rules than I 100%. like her on Housewives. 100%. Because she can just be like bitchy and icy and she doesn't give a shit about what those kids think about her and she's playing this kind of like imperious Alexis Carrington character which I like better than the like goody two-shoes dog lover she plays on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. 100%. And also those kids are afraid of her as well they should be. Yeah, because, I mean, she she could just, she's the Andy Cohen of their show. 100%. And she can just be like, bye Stassi, never come back. Right, 100%. Which is fantastic. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen in BH. I think it's depressing and sad and I was sort of sad for your boo during the reunion because she yeah. didn't know where she was yeah. maybe and was a little dazing there were rumors that like she had a migraine or something yeah. and then there were rumors that she was pissed that like Kyle was late or something I don't know what the fuck was going on but it, um, it wasn't a good look she told me that she was not feeling well and that um especially at the beginning of the day and yeah and she had a migraine and she wasn't feeling well and that um so when they first started filming and when she was being very like she seemed Imperious. like yeah like yeah. not there she wasn't feeling well and then like they broke for lunch and she 
um, you know, like had a Coke and something to eat and, you know, felt better. And so you could see like in the second part where she's a a lot more more there. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I can see how that, I mean, if you're not feeling well and you're put in this like hot house situation, how that would come across. But considering what everyone was already saying about her, like the whole season, it, it was a confluence of events that was very difficult. It wasn't great. It was very difficult to kind of sit through that whole thing. I don't know. know. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of rough. I don't know. The Jersey trailer is supposed to be out any day. Can't wait for that. Right. And then Beverly Hills is filming. So that'll be out relatively shortly. New York rest in peace. I'll just keep watching that over and over again, I guess. I don't understand why New York isn't on like the full year. Like, they should be... They should never get a break. They don't want one. Ramona doesn't want a break from that camera. Sonia loves it. Yeah. And I also feel like I want a summer New York. I want them in the Hamptons. Like, why do they always film in the fall, in the... Totally. Like, I want them in the Berkshires in the summer. (laughs) The Berkshires. In the summer, yes. We need to have an R-H-O-N-Y summer house. Yeah. I think that will be magical. Do you watch summer house? I 100% do. Um... And who's on the, like, they fired, like, everyone but Kyle and, like, Carl, right? Yeah, and I interviewed, I went to the Jill Zarin luxury lunch and yeah. interviewed everyone, including your boo. And, um. How it, is Jill? She was good. Her people were intimating that she, like, doesn't want to be back on York. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's right. And then I was the very last interview at the end of the day. I was, like, schwitzing. And she came over. And I was like, so would you be back on the show? And she was like, uh-huh. And she's like, tell Andy. Like, and then after the interview wrapped, she's like, tell, tell Andy. <laughs> I was like, I will. I will 100% tell Andrew Cohen. Like, the fact that they have not allegedly reached out to her is shameful. She needs to be back. She was great. She was in great form. She looked great. She was yelling at her boyfriend. Loved every moment of it. I, like, in a fun Jill Zarin way. I, I, I died for her. saw her in the Fire Island Pines this summer. <gasps> and she looks amazing she looks so good and I said I was showing my mom photos my mom doesn't know who any of these people are and I was like you don't understand like she looks so good doesn't she look like in her mid-40s and my mom's like no she looks like she's like 60 I was like no you don't get it like she looks she looked like Pat Wexler those like fucking liquid what facelifts that she does so fucking good she looks in person and I think in fit uh, photos and videos just exceptional like she she looks amazing she also is ready she's like she's ready to be back i feel like jill's problem Uh-oh. is that jill is very difficult to work with and you i know. don't think production wants her back i don't th- i think andy with every fiber of her being will not allow it to happen yeah a hundred percent and but i also love that the jill's there and that i write about in my recaps who's like a spy who will do anything to get back on the show is like actually true now is that she just like wants to be back on so bad couldn't we do a little isn't there an in-between between like cameos where she drinks a diet coke and like says something sassy that she thought about for days and dinner with lou and bobby right. Rest in peace. between that and a friend of if they're not willing to give her a friend of like i my uh, i feel like she would be good as a camille where it's like yes and camille's worked her way back yeah and like but i just like seeing camille to like be there and like Camille never does anything, but I just like the comforting presence of Camille. hundred percent. Like, and it's like, Oh, Camille. And I get excited. Like, I feel like that should be Jill Zarin. Like Jill Zarin should host a lunch every once in a while. She should go on like the short trip, yes. you know, and like be around a little. Yeah. And then 
be gone. And then just see what happens with her and Bethany. Like may- maybe Bethany will warm to her. I don't think that Bethany wants her on. I think Bethany wants distance and Bethany doesn't want to give up a single ounce of power. Yes. And celebrity. And I think that Jill is probably keying into that a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, because she's not been offered a single fucking thing. When you saw her in the pines, did you say anything to her? No, I took a creep shot of her and put it on my Instagram story. It's like, Jill Zarin, everybody, because I'm never sure she... Um, she I'm, knows who you are. She, she knows reads. who I am for sure. And she she loves the recap. Well, so she had like texted me and was like, oh my God, thank you for <gasps> the recaps and you're so funny and you're so imaginative and whatever. And then she was like, I guess somebody told me she was on Brandy Glanville's podcast like talking shit. About like, oh, Bra- or Vulture makes up all these things about me. And so I was like, oh, maybe Jill doesn't like it. But then she reached out again at the end of this season. She's like, oh, my God, you're so funny. And thank you for everything nice you said about Bobby and like blah, blah, blah. And so and I was like, you know, I was like, I really felt, you know, I really feel badly for you. And, you know, I hope everything's doing well and whatever. And so it was like she texted me and I texted her back. And that was it. It's not like we had like a conversation. Yeah. But yeah, like she reads for sure. So maybe she like likes it. So but I'm always like, I don't know where I stand with Jill. And so I don't. I don't ever want to get too close to any of them. Yeah, unless no, I they're agree. like paying me to write their books. <laughs> and then I'm like happy to fucking take their calls for six months. But, oh my God. You know. I would love it. So you think it's not going to happen, but it would be great if it did. Or maybe it will. Maybe she'll be, maybe she'll Camille. I think we need it in like limited doses. But um, you were telling me something about Summer House from the Jill Zarin lunch. Oh yeah. So I was trying to talk to, I, well, I interviewed Steven and one of the twins whose name I forget. And it was interesting. Is Steven, Steven's not back on the show. No, they, they got fired. Steven and the twins got fired, but they won't admit to it. So they were like, this season's going to be great. And allegedly it happened because some kind of video unearthed of them saying some like racist something or other. I don't know if that's true. True, but they did have felt that's allegedly the reason behind the huge reshuffle. And I was shocked when it happened because I thought Steven was incredibly important to the show because he was the smart ass who was like saying right shit. And none of these other people can put like three words together. So I thought right. it was important to have somebody who was great chorus style speaking to the audience and also like, like intelligent and funny, intelligent, and funny. And when you lose that, I don't know who's going to pick up. It's. You know, I, like, yeah, I wonder who you recast. I mean, I Kyle and Carl, I think were always the best. But the the workist that didn't get married that was on the show Lauren, was like that was the one that I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she was like great and I can't I'm surprised that they got rid of her. Um, I got some like PR email about like former Summer House star oh, Lauren no. Workus got this procedure done and I was like oh no, <laughs> and then I also get like from. What, Lindsay is that her name the, yeah 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 I get like PR. PR emails like from Lindsay and I'm like oh hey Lindsay like actual PR interviews not PR emails about, about her? her no like one she's like sending she's about like her her actual clients. clients and I'm like oh you oh, do have a real job yeah it's gonna be I think a downer and also they like can't film anywhere so I think they're stuck in a house or whatever like they right. they like the Hamptons hates them like the Hamptons hates that fucking show so much right but that was the case last year and I still like entirely enjoy that show I mean if Kyle and Carl aren't on it with their shirts off like every single second well I enjoyed so much maybe not but we'll see <laughs> They are still. They Kyle is the heart and soul of that show. And oh my god, I love him so much. Yeah, he's good. So while we're talking about this, I need to tell you about a little something that I brought back from the United Kingdom just for you and for everybody else. And it is a show called Love Island. Oh, tell me about Love Island because I feel like I've seen that on your social. 
Love Island. Are, uh, do you watch The Bachelors at all? I used to watch. I've never been into Bachelor. I used to watch Bachelor in Paradise, even though I didn't know who any of the people are because I liked that it was trashy. This is very similar in format to Bachelor in Paradise. So you're in the right. Do they go here. to an island and just fuck? Is that what it's? It's fuck Basically, island. Basically, it's like they take like six girls and six guys, and they put them in a villa in Spain, and they're like trashy UK people, not fancy oh, UK good. people. That's, that's the only kind of UK that I. Yeah, want. and they so and then there's always like one extra guy or like one extra girl or whatever, and then if you're not like in the couple, you get like kicked out. But <laughs> then they keep introducing like new boys and new girls, and then they just like randomly they like come in randomly. Like Wait, that's hundred percent Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. And then they like kick them out for like random. Re- it's like sometimes the public decides. Sometimes the public decides who the favorite couple is, and then the favorite couple has to kick off another couple. Do they get fake engaged at the end? They don't get fake engaged. They like pretend like they're gonna get married, like whatever. Yeah. But here's the thing that makes it so much better than Pageant in Paradise. Okay. It is on for two months. Okay. Every night. No. Every single night at 10 p.m. They show all the fucking. They show the no, boobs. They, they show the wieners. No, they don't. They show the cursing. No, they don't. They, they 100% do. do. Wait, you see people actually fucking? You see them like under the covers fucking. Where can I watch this online? It is all on Hulu. <laughs> There's four seasons. Guys, I gotta go. And you're not gonna leave your house. Wait, so how many episodes are in a season? 70? Yeah. Because it's on. Brian, I'm at capacity. It's on for two months every night. Is it like the most watched show in all of. It has slowly become. Yes. And now it's like front page news. And like everybody on the show is like super famous. Do you come back show season to season or are you don't? No. And then it's sort of like. And then you're in like Celebrity Big Brother UK or whatever. Yes. Or you're on. They have X on the beach, which is like a dating show. But then it's like all your exes. They have. Um. Uh, like other shows like that. where and, and then there's two guys that were on one season that had like a bromance and it seemed like they were going to sleep with each other, <gasps> Kevin and Chris. And now they have like a spinoff show which is like Kevin Chris and they just like have their bromance and like whatever. Brian Wyland, I'm like glowing. I can't wait to watch some dirty Brits. Fuck. Oh my God. It's so good. And so there's, so they have like a smush room where <gasps> they can go, they call it the hideaway and they can go to the hideaway this isn't real. to like, fuck. And so there's, there's <laughs> oh one couple God. on season one where it's this guy, he's like jacked, like tattoo guy. And, and all the people are like insanely hot. They're all in their twenties. They're like super jacked okay, and like, can't wait. whatever. And so it's a super jack guy and he has this girl and she's like a model and she, you know, goes to church and she's very nervous about being seen having sex on TV. And so they're in the hideaway and she doesn't want to have sex. And so he's like, I wonder if there are cameras in the bathroom. <gasps> and so he goes in the bathroom and then he goes um, like, oh, my God, there's a giant spider in here. And she's like, what? No, I'm scared of spiders. He's like, no, it's so weird. Come, you have to look at the spider. <laughs> and it's his dick. And well, and then she so she goes in the bathroom and then next thing you hear is just like her moaning and like slapping sounds. And then the next morning she goes like, I feel like my vagina got hit by a train. (laughs) Oh, my God, I need it. And it's like the most like a soap opera because you watch it every single day and it's like. Something like only little, only little things happen. Like it's like a little progression in all the relationships or people hating each other or fighting or whatever. But 
it's like because it's like every day you're just like obsessed with it okay i'm gonna watch an episode like today they're all on can Hulu. i start with the should i start with the first one or do i go from the most recent and then work back i would start with the first one and work your way through because the first one is like fucking insane yeah it's like Truman crazy show. Like they didn't even but know. they're still like working it out but then, like, because I watched season four first because that was what was on when I oh, yeah, was when in the there. UK. And then I went back. And um, so by, like, four, they have it all, like, worked out. And it's, like, very, so like. So then I can, like, appreciate it even more. Yeah. By starting with one. And yeah. And then, like, by one, they're still trying to, like, figure out the format. And, like, they don't have, like, as many people coming, like, in and out as they do. And they were doing some different things that didn't work. But, yeah. I think there's a lot of coming in and out. Oh, girl, there's like so much coming in and out. (laughs) Okay, Andy's girls, we got some homework. Everybody watch Love Island and tell Brian and myself your thoughts. Um, Brian Moylan, you're on Twitter and Instagram and everything. Your handles are at At Brian J. Moylan or at Brian? Yeah, at at Brian Brian J. J. Moylan. Um, If you're not reading, genuinely, it's like, the best writing you'll ever read in your entire life and so insightful and so just wonderful like I genuinely can't live my life until I read every single recap sometimes more than once because it's just beautiful you're so um eloquent and intelligent and interesting and you bring up things that you know make me think about the shows that I'm obsessed with in a different light and that is a true talent so anytime thank you so much oh my god so much. It's Anytime. always so much fun to talk to you oh about God, like I, how so I just like rambling for like and, and I feel no, like this podcast could be like five hours long. I hope it is. Well, you need to come back before you go back to London Town after you watch all of Dallas because there's yes. a lot we need to talk about specific to Leanne v. Deandra. I am recapping. I'm filling recapping it this Thursday. So oh, I have, great. So I have to get caught up. Okay, great. Thursday. And then you're going to be back because yeah. I need to kiki with you okay. um, as much as possible. Brian Moylan. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for making the schlep. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to um, talk to you soon. Guys, um, Instagram, because none of you do, and now I'm public and I hate it, at Dame Galley. And tweet us, let me know your thoughts, at Sarah Galley. And we'll talk to you guys next week, an extra special episode of Andy's Girls with the Love of My Life, Brian Boylan. Such a pleasure. Can't wait to see you soon. Bye.